2: Daily Face Off
3: Podcast comes courtesy of the Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Seagan, with Dylan D. Burfume and Michael Bebes Bondi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to season seven, episode thirty-two of the Daily Face-Off podcast, where we have absolutely Dwayne Rolls, zero, and I mean zero internet
0: connection for today's show. So this is going to be a fucking grind
2: all off the old noggin it's
0: our it's our nomad episode we're doing it uh you know just off the off the grid we're trying to you know see what it would have been like if we played fantasy hockey in the 80s yeah
3: (laughs) yeah but um without newspaper we don't have a newspaper here to tell us any stats but uh we were supposed to do today's episode online record online It was the
0: windiest day of all time and my internet just couldn't handle it. it. Has to be the same win that canceled the Winnipeg game yesterday. Correct? Has to be. Yeah, has to be yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the only thing that gets it's things canceled. Taking out our podcast. The only game on a Wednesday. What the fuck win? Chill yeah. out. So uh, yeah, we're we're uh, we're
3: grinding here without any internet, and uh, let's see what we can do. This is um, this is gonna be fun. It's gonna be an adventure. So um, if uh, we're
0: working our way into the finals, though, uh, yeah.
3: I uh, how you doing? I'm ready to go. I've got one that's looking really good.
0: Yep, um, I had the best team in the league all year. Playing against the second best team in the league all year, it's a battle. But I'm it, gonna, I'm gonna take it. It'd be bonkers if you didn't have the best team in the year, because if anyone else um, did better than than you, then like D said last week at the podcast, they have to take your job. Yeah. So then daily faceoff just becomes like some dude who's an electrician, like taking over, and he's not gonna get it right. So. And then what was your
3: buddy there? Is he a, is he like a lawyer or something? He's uh, a he's paralegal. paralegal, paralegal so we'd
0: have an electrician and a paralegal running the Daily Face off podcast.
3: It
2: might be better it than, sounds well, yeah, fascinating. Yeah, it
0: sounds pretty good. Be a lot of a lot, lot of trade talk, but uh <laughs> not the, not the fun fun way. Um yeah, I got I got two dogs still still in the fight. Um it's it's overwhelming right now because I you know, I, I like to check my fantasy team every 30 seconds like the normal people and when you got two dogs there it's just it's really stressful. I'm not complaining, but um, you know, already looking forward to next week's schedule. Hope we're there. Um, it's, it's good. Colorado sh- certainly helped me after a nine-two victory or nine-three, whatever, shellacking last night. Domination. Yeah,
3: um, absolutely. okay. So similar to last week's episode, um, you know, again, I'm really happy with the amount of downloads we got last week as well. The listeners are going strong in their leagues. the 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 listener count did not drop off too steadily. So. Um, kudos to all you guys out there still
0: grinding away. Now we're dropping off quicker than the listeners. Yeah, apparently
3: just absolutely no internet here. So, um, I'm ready to drop right out of the show at this point in time, but, um, We're going to take a look at this weekend's streaming schedule. We did, obviously, talk about this a little bit last week. Um, Looking forward to this week's um, schedule. Obviously, Montreal and Winnipeg were the two teams that stuck out. Winnipeg getting their game canceled kind of threw a wrench into things, but Paul Stassi did his job on Monday. Um, I Also, if you follow us on Twitter, I mentioned Evgeny Svechnikov. Um, because Mark Scheifele was out. He was still in the top six. I think he had two points in that game. I also mentioned Morgan Barron at 0% owned because he moved into the top six with Scheifele out. He had a goal and an assist, and I think four shots on goal. So um, make sure you're following us on Twitter. Yeah.
0: We'll give you some shouts on there as well. Could have won you an early start of the week. Paul Stastny was on pace to get the game-winning goal until like five minutes left too. So uh, he was almost the perfect streamer. A game-winning Paul Stastny, Gino, would have been nice just to start the week. Um, I know I, I was banking on it. Um, but that's okay.
3: Didn't quite work out. Yeah. But this weekend we've got two, only two teams that play, uh, Friday and Sunday. And D will go to you first here. Florida Panthers on Friday and Sunday. Who are the streaming targets from that team? It's one of the deepest teams in the league. Should be plenty of targets to choose from.
2: Well, yeah. The issue, obviously, with the Panthers is ownership. If you can get any of the guys over that fifty percent mark, um, then definitely jump on it. Yeah, you know, the likes of I think Anthony Duclair is kind of still in the sixty percent range. Um, but other than that, obviously, their top six is is pretty well owned. So you're not really going to be able to get your hands on anybody. Uh, like I said, aside from maybe Duclair in the top six, I think Verhage is uh, within reason as well in, in some in standard size leagues. Yeah. yeah. So a chance one of those two are available. If they are, they they obviously become the top. Uh, options for you this weekend, but for the general public, um, we're looking like Mason Marchman at eighteen percent owned, uh, left wing, right wing. We know he obviously has that big game potential. Um, been playing really well on that third line with Anton Lindell, also eighteen percent owned right now with the center eligibility. So those are the two that really stand out to me. Uh, Except like Brock, it is a very deep team, so I think you know, especially with the lack of options elsewhere, uh, Islanders are, as well have a have a decent amount of targets. But um, yeah, I think just with the lightness of the schedule. Uh, for this Friday, Sunday, you can definitely justify um, dipping into the Panthers' third line this weekend.
0: Yeah, Lundell for getting third line minutes in the last 17 games, obviously an injury in between there, but still six goals, eight assists in 17 games. Close to a point per game. While being plus 10, he's not really going to hurt you in those other categories. That's why I really like him. He's a safe play. Um, we've been suggesting, you know, guys, I suggested Rem Pitlick last and He's gotten you a minus five and nothing since. So at least Lundell is going to keep your, your plus <laughs> minus a little higher. Somebody could take that risk So it sounds on. like Beebs is out of the beer bet that we made. I'm a little pissed <laughs> off about Rem Pitlick. I'll tell you that much. Well, um, Anderson but, scored
2: Monday. Isn't that who you had?
0: one more. Yeah, Anderson versus Hoffman. I think I'm the yeah. leading candidate. I was home. never in it with
2: Rem. I will, oh, I will yes,
0: you were. Fully admit. Rem it. did good on the weekend, though. Yeah, he did do good, but not on Monday or Wednesday. Yeah. But you know a Big Friday game ahead. Um, also, mm-hmm. Florida, you probably don't need D-Help, but Gustav Forsling, um, 28% owned in his last 10 games. He has four goals and four assists. And thirty-five shots—that's absolutely bonkers from a D-man. Um, you love to see it. Another guy where he's not going to really hurt you in the plus-minus category. He's been a plus-five during that time. Um, and someone they—I've been watching. I don't know why I'm watching Florida games, but whenever they go to that three-on-three, he's just—he he's, sticks on the ice, which is a nice little, really helps him out. Um, has a couple game winners on the year as well. Um, as mentioned, you know you probably don't need D help, but if well, yeah, do, no, I think in deeper yeah. leagues
2: or if you just got a really active league and everyone's you know on the ball and you're a little bit late getting to the wire, he's like uh, arguably one. I think of the he's best. a fine consolation prize, yeah. kind of like how we talked about Morrissey this week, and he ended up picking <laughs> picking up an apple on Monday night. I think it was a secondary empty netter apple, but they yeah, <laughs> they, they all count the same. Count-
0: <laughs> Adam Lowry's shorty, too. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, honestly with just in general, the D prospect or just people you can pick up right now, Forsling's just up there and then he has that nice schedule. So it's, it's a big bonus. Uh, Averaging over 21 minutes a night,
3: 21 and a half minutes over his last 10 games as well. As you mentioned, eight points over that stretch. Um, he's been absolutely a go-to on DraftKings since his price just hasn't gone up, but since, um,
0: shooting like a madman.
3: Yeah. Since, um, Aaron Ekblad was out. He's been playing a ton. Uh, he was up there with Mackenzie Wieger for a bit. Then it's been Ben Sherrod a little bit lately, but they really roll that top four pretty heavily. So yeah. uh, Gustav Forsling, yeah, obviously sees a little bit of power play time as well. Uh, sometimes on the second unit, not
0: all the time. Depends if is in the lineup, but he will kind of chip in there occasionally. He's a guy too. I could see like as the year comes late, you know, they're a couple points ahead of people. They start giving him a bit more power play time just to... You know they're going to be in those games where they, they don't necessarily matter up as much. Already, yeah, or where they don't even matter. You know, you you have a six point lead on the next highest team in the division, ten point lead. There, this is a team that's running away with it. Um, kind of saw it with Colorado last night. Same thing could definitely happen. Well, they've um, definitely been experimenting. You've seen the five forwards. Uh, you've seen Weger yeah. go up there to the top unit as well.
3: So uh, I like forcing a lot. And as we mentioned, I mean, a guy that's playing twenty one minutes a night. Um, can certainly help on the back end if you're needy in that position. Like like you said, Biebs, um, in one league, you're kind of running with three defensemen. I'm yeah. doing the same thing. So maybe if, if he's the best kind of streaming target to fill out that fourth defenseman spot over the weekend, then um, it's definitely somebody you can go to. Uh, breaking news, the internet is back. Woo! So maybe this episode isn't going to be as tiresome as I was expecting. But uh, New York Islanders, next. D, uh, you got a list again here uh, of candidates from the New York Islanders?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh... I feel like the Islanders have been uh, filled with streaming wealth for like three or four seasons now because they. Nobody as- ever wants to go crazy. Yeah, aside know. from Barzell for, you know, uh, at periods, there's never really been any of them that have kind of reached that top echelon yeah. of. Who Barzell's fantasy ownership
0: hockey. is like just bonkers right well, now. Well, yeah, it's yeah. the, it's yeah. the, if the if name you're value. A Barzell owner, and, and, and I mean, this guy's under a point per game. He's, he's only assists. Just, just think about your team. That's all I'm
2: saying. I hold on even. to him in keeper leagues, obviously. I'm yeah. sure that has a big reason as to why that own percentage as is as high as it is. And plus, it's the name value, too. Um, just the way it goes, but, uh, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of options there. Obviously depends on exactly who's available in your league, but Brock Nelson, good chance he's taken, but still just 43% owned. So I don't
3: uh, understand how, yeah, how he could solo. possibly
0: only be 43% owned. And his last 22 games, 14 goals, 10 assists. It's not like, you know, that's 22 games. That's two months of people looking, seeing probably the highest owner, seeing probably the most points in the last, whatever amount of games. And just looking the other way. Yeah. And this guy's 27% less owned than Barzell um, with, you know, 19 more goals. Um, so I like that production a bit more. So if you have Barzell and, and Nelson's there, I think you got to make that swap immediately. Well, off, off, I off, maybe off. hold
2: Barzell because he's playing Friday, Sunday, yeah. but.
0: Yeah. No, oh, I mean, they're on the same. Yeah. Yeah. To drop someone else, I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Someone who's not
2: going to fit in your lineup at this <laughs> point. But yeah, it, just from a rest of the season standpoint, I, I definitely agree.
3: To just to show how far Matt Barzell has fallen this season, he was thirty, I think thirty eight or thirty four hundred dollars on DraftKings today. I was like, "Holy shit, it's wild." This is Matt Barzell. Yeah, really cheap. So cheap. moving down the list, yeah. So
2: Brock Nelson, definitely the cream of the crop. Um, I think Anders Lee, if he's available as well. Uh, again, slow lately, Same, but... yeah. Same mark as Nelson, forty three percent owned. Obviously, like I said, Nelson the much more attractive option. But I would probably go Lee next, and then probably uh, G J P. Yep, that was that was hard for me to do because they they switched the sounds of French and English with those those letters. But uh, John Grabiel Pajot uh, at thirty four percent owned. I think that's probably where I would lean next. Yeah. Um, after that rate, we're getting a little bit deeper into their lineup. Uh, still some solid options though within that top six. Beauvillier hasn't done anything in about a month and a half, but he is still I'm playing a lot of minutes on the top line. Um, so I, th- I think he's a fine roll of the dice. Left wing, right wing, eligible, 6% owned, uh, but he is colder than an ice box right now. Say him. Say Brock's guy. After that, I would probably lean Josh Bailey, 3% owned. What? On left what? wing, right wing, personally. you missing, uh, missing someone. What were you talking about, Kyle Palms? Yeah! Nice nah, right boy, a- Kyle Palms. Palmary's Pal- 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 really fine. Andrew- he's playing on, the, playing on the third line right now.
3: It's more so their second line. Yeah. Their second line's probably...
2: The Barzell line, right, is where he's playing?
3: No, he's with, uh, he's with Pajot and Bailey. Right. Pajot, yeah. Bailey, that Palmieri. Is okay. It's like their second line. Uh, the Barzell line is more so their third line now. With, with it Arise just depends
2: what both. you need. Palmieri is definitely the better bet to score. I think yeah, if you're yeah. just looking for points, that Bailey's also uh, usually a pretty safe bet for streaming options. Obviously, not the source of assists he used to be, but he's still a decent bet to get a point every other game. So. I was going to say, uh, got to step in for the boy J G yeah. though
0: here. Um,
2: I did say Pajot. No, I
0: know. I'm just saying just just to back him up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I would definitely go Pajot over Lee, eight hundred times over. Just right now, he's the hot hand. He's got, he's got five goals in his last five games, and then to take it even further, he's got eight goals and thirteen assists um, in his last twenty-five. So he's just under a point per game there. Lee just been a little bit slower, but again, I mean, you, you, it could change. Like you know, we know how Anders Lee works. He could have an eight goal weekend. Um, and
3: yeah, then, ten points in, in JG Pajot's yeah, last 11, five been, goals, five assists, and he is on that top power play unit free, as yeah. well.
0: Yeah, um, other than that, though, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of streaming options here. Um, you can take your pick, and uh, you know what? If you like one better than the other, then, then, then go
2: that. Yeah, nuts, exactly. Yeah. I, I definitely think there's a lot of, like, it's a lot of toss-up. It comes down to personal preference. Yeah.
3: comes down to position eligibility as well, right? Like, if you need a center, obviously, you got Pajot there. Well, you got if Friday, you know, if, Sunday, right? If, so, if, you're going to have, yeah, <laughs> most likely, yeah. you're going to have an opening. But, I mean, if you want to, if you want to yeah i guess (laughs) next Next week i
0: I picked up Pajot and um palmieri to end out the week and that was my my two closers
3: so just to go back to it really quickly you got nelson at 43 lee at 43 Pajot at 34 kyle palmieri at nine bovillier at six josh bailey at three a lot of options for you there if uh if you need help on the blue line again, uh, Ryan Pulock would be your best option at 26% on. Still plays a ton. Uh, still shoots a ton. Still on that second power play unit. Noah Dobson. Much, much higher on now at 69%. So those are kind of your only streaming options for this weekend in terms of playing Friday, Sunday. Um, kind of a weird schedule this week as we mentioned with with you know Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday being insanely heavy. But... Uh, With Saturday being crazy heavy, that means there are a lot of back-to-backs this weekend. So let's take a look at the back-to-back sets. Um, Do you want to rattle them off here?
2: Yeah, there's about, uh, I think it's almost 10 teams playing a back-to-back this weekend, either Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday. So we'll rip through them all real quick here, and then we'll kind of talk about um, which ones have some viable uh, spot start options that... Uh, should hopefully get uh, get a game this weekend. So we got uh, Buffalo-Philly are actually playing each other Saturday-Sunday. Uh, Columbus has LA on Saturday, Anaheim on Sunday. Detroit has the Rangers on Saturday, Florida on Sunday. Minnesota, St. <sighs> Louis-San Jose on Saturday-Sunday. Nashville, Chicago, and St. Louis on Saturday and Sunday. San Jose plays Minnesota and Nashville again on Saturday and Sunday. Montreal and Winnipeg are the two games with a Friday-Saturday back-to-back. Montreal plays the Islanders and then the Capitals. The Peg plays the Panthers and then the Lightning. Uh, And then the Toronto Maple Leafs play Ottawa on Saturday and the Islanders on Sunday. Um, So we'll go back through uh, each team here. So Buffalo, uh, again, playing Philly in that back-to-back. Might actually be a decent bet here. I
3: think this might be my favorite spot, really. I I, I like (laughs) the Leafs. Philly
2: sucks. The Leafs, I think Chalgren is probably the best if he gets that game on Saturday against Ottawa um but yeah you could potentially pick up both ends of this back-to-back against philly right craig anderson is just 12 percent owned to Karski, three percent owned lately. um and yeah they both like you said Beeves anderson's had some good games lately still gets shelled every once in a while just the way it is with anderson but 42 year old yeah they've both delivered uh not a fantastic save percentage by any means this season but i think they're both a little bit above 900 so they have some good games in them and like i said it's Pretty good matchup against the Flyers, you know. I wouldn't bet on getting good splits out of them, but if you're just looking for wins, you could roll both those guys on back-to-back nights.
0: Cam Atkinson lists Flyers too, so that's like one Not of, just that's Cam. One Atkinson of their lists. two good scores, though. That's left. I mean, yeah. I mean, they
3: lost. Mr. was out the other day. Cam York was out yesterday. <laughs> um, Carter Hart was out yesterday. Bobby
0: Brink's coming in though. Yeah, Bobby Brink's Bring there. The Brink's
3: um, up. Yeah, like, like Tikarski and Anderson, obviously both those guys have been hovering around 900, uh, more so below 900, lately around 895. Obviously Anderson's tough night tonight against um, the yeah. Blues. So yeah. I would imagine that Tikarski will go Saturday. You could probably leave him out in that spot because you most likely have yeah. enough goalies to go on Saturday, where Anderson on Sunday um, looks like probably one of the more intriguing options. I think Columbus... It's dicey whether or not Merz-Leakins even yeah. sits one of those games. Brube
2: is Anaheim wouldn't be the worst thing. Yeah, if it happens, but yeah. he's zero percent yeah. owned, so he's available if you need him. If he does get the game, but as you said, Brock, Elvis or Elvis has started ten games in a row, uh, and he did start both ends of their last back-to-back. And,
3: and they really haven't played a whole lot. They've only played one game this week, so I don't think they would hesitate to go to him two times. I, I'm not so like I'm not sold that it'll be Brube on Sunday. The Red Wings, you really don't want to touch, you know, the the Rangers or the Panthers yeah, with Thomas Grace. Could we um, see David Reddick
0: getting? A, getting a start this
3: weekend yeah I mean, Minnesota,
2: they got, they got, Minnesota just if, so we'll stay in order here but Minnesota would be next but both goalies are above 90% owned so you're not getting a shot there although Biebs did just drop Cam Talbot in one league so maybe he's yeah. available shows but. how rich I am <laughs> uh, Nashville though yeah Riddick is 2% owned against either Chicago or St. Louis obviously if he gets that Blackhawk game you feel a lot better about it but uh, St. Louis on the back end wouldn't be the worst either. It's just you know I'd feel better about getting some decent splits out of that Chicago game. Yeah,
3: I mean again, it's with that many games on Saturday, it's going to be I think tougher unless you're like you where you have no goalies at all obviously, yeah. and you you really are just desperate for the start. And I would imagine that a lot of teams. Well, that some are of still- these
2: starts are going to be better than your, yeah, your sure. starters matchups, right? Like if Riddick sure. plays against Chicago, I think like that's going to be ranked in probably the top ten starts of the
3: night. Uh, no, no doubt. Um, but even even if he ends up getting the Sunday game, obviously the Blues are playing pretty well right now, but. The, the Predators are a tough out at home. So, I wouldn't hate Riddick on Sunday yeah. if it ends up being the yeah, case. if you're desperate. That's um, what I said. It's
2: it's going to be a good way. bet to get the win either way. Um, but I'd feel better about the splits, obviously, if he gets Chicago. Yep. Um, Philadelphia. Uh, we got the Sharks. Flyers? Oh, I missed the Flyers. Yeah, Flyers against... Oh, no, Miami I didn't miss Sharks them. But, yeah, yeah, doubling back on the Buffalo.
3: Without without um, without Hart, it sounds like he could miss the rest of the season. Um, so... You know you're gonna have. Jo- I just don't want to play a hot flyers goalie. Yeah, I mean either, and like yeah, I said, I think those games are both
2: a coin toss right now. But we've actually seen some decent performances out of Anderson, and I guess you could say the same with the Karski of late. And you know that team's played well. We know they have some goals. In well, them. yeah, and you I, can't I, say the same for the Flyers. Now, have right
0: now, new D man named Owen Power who's actually making quite a difference yeah. tonight, at least. I mean that that help the goalie always, especially in games like that. Well, and
3: I just I obviously at this point in the season I trust Tuck Skinner and Tage Thompson a lot more than you know. Yeah. No, no Sean Couture, no Klaus That's what I mean. There's some
2: goals in that team, for sure, where you can't really say the same for the Flyers. Uh, The Sharks, uh, that was Minnesota on Saturday, Nashville on Sunday. So the matchups aren't great. Uh, you got Rhymer at 38%, Kakinen at 27%. Not the best matchups, but I think they're both viable but, options but, if you can get your hands on them.
3: You've got Capo Kakinen, revenge narrative yeah. heading back to Minnesota. Yeah, so you maybe lo- those are the ones
0: you love.
2: Maybe. Yeah. And
0: he just had a huge game the other end. Yeah, he's actually he's a good played goalie. pretty well. I think yeah. Yeah, I like him yeah. as well. I still um,
2: think they should have kept him. I didn't really get that trade. but...
0: Good goalie, good name. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. Um, if you're San Jose, you're laughing because it looked like you had kind of a goalie, not a goalie issue. Their goalies have played great, but. I mean, how long can you ride James Reimer? And yeah. Now you got a good backup. Yeah, <laughs> so Reimer
2: probably doesn't. I mean, Reimer against, um, assuming Reimer gets the first game. Uh,
0: You'd have to imagine Kacken
3: is playing in Minnesota, like okay. 99%, right? So you're going to start, but those, that's the Saturday game.
2: So you probably not cracking. No,
3: Kacken is on Sunday in Minnesota.
2: Oh, I, I wrote that down backwards. Yeah, yeah. Kacken
3: approach. on Sunday in Minnesota is probably what you're looking at there. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the the one thing that you can you can always say about the Sharks' goalies is that you know they're gonna face like forty five shots. So even if he gives up three goals, he's posting a pretty good save percentage nonetheless. So um, I I don't mind that one either. Like it, I think it's the, the narratives there. Obviously the uh, the Wild are a brutal team to play on the road, but um, you know, yeah, the narrative, I guess.
2: Uh, next is the Habs. I at first I kind of scoffed at this, and I was just gonna move on. But I think if you're desperate um, and you're trailing heavily in the goalie stats. Montombo starts tomorrow maybe you give him the maybe give him a shot you're probably not going to have a lot of options on the wire tomorrow in terms of goalies that are even playing so if you're really desperate i think you can go for it
3: yeah it played very very well lately yeah um the islanders obviously not that tough of a matchup um obviously you've got the lingering return of Carey price um nobody really knows when it's going to happen if it's even going to happen but um, they just moved Jonathan Drouin to, to long-term IR to open up enough cap space to get <laughs> uh, Carey Price back in the mix. So you'd imagine that if he's healthy, he's going to start one of these games. But if that ends up being Saturday against the Capitals, great. Yeah. Um, shout out to all the people who have held on to 90% on Carey Price or whatever so however he owned he is um, up until the second last week of this fantasy season. This but when- Montembeau's it- played very well. I, and, and on
0: home ice, I could get behind Montembeau on Friday on a, on a really, really light schedule. No, this is what we kept Carey for, though, was so that, you know, you have him for this. <laughs> last week in case you survived in the last four and he just had her very nice schedule so sure was, this is what it was for right here baby um, percentage.
2: <laughs> the jets are friday saturday i believe it's the panthers on friday if you could just scroll down for me brock yeah panthers friday yep. Tampa Saturday, <laughs> the so fun zone. Not great at all. But again, if you're desperate on Friday for a win and you're throwing caution to the wind when it comes to the splits, you're not worried about getting shelled for your goals against and your save percentage. If you're already losing those categories, you have no chance of coming back, or you know, really no see- perceivable chance. Then I think you could. Uh, again, roll the dice with Comrie tomorrow because there's just not going to be a lot of options on the wire if you're looking for the win.
3: I will say that um, we we obviously saw this on Sunday and Monday. Um, the Jets went to... Hellebuck in both of those. Yeah, games. again, this is
2: only assuming that Palmer yeah. gets the start on Friday because if he's starting Saturday, there's almost no way that he fits in. No, anyway. there's going to be a I, lot better options out there. I
3: don't imagine that he'll see the Friday start, regardless. Yeah, um, I don't think so either. You know, this is a team that's still fighting for their playoff lives. I'd imagine Hellebuck goes in both games. If he went back to back against the Habs on Monday, yeah, you'd think that in Florida they're almost sure. certainly going to stick with him.
2: For sure. Yep. Um, and then yeah, last is the Maple Leafs. I think, personally, in terms of just the, the single spot start, uh, I think this is the most valuable one. Uh, either way, if it's the Islanders on Sunday, it's great because you're more likely to be able to fit them in. Uh, and then even on Saturday, if he goes against the Senators, like I think that's going to be a top-five start on the night Um, so even if you have a decent starter goalie or two, if they have a tough matchup, you might even want to look at Chalgrin if he gets the nod on Saturday, but I could also see them going Campbell in that game. Uh, hasn't got a lot of run. Obviously he's had been a little banged up, so it depends how he's feeling, but I think if Campbell's healthy, it makes sense to give him that kind of a cupcake matchup in Ottawa on Saturday. Um, or at least easier the two, obviously, with the fresh team, as opposed to taking the Islanders on the tail end of the back-to-back, try to get Campbell's confidence up and going before the playoffs. So wouldn't be surprised if Campbell gets the nod. But if it's Chalgan, like I said, I think that's going to be a top five start on that slate either way. Uh, and then, obviously, if it is Chalgren on Sunday, uh, then you'll definitely plug him in there against the Islanders as well.
3: Yeah, just quickly, I look at it a little bit differently. Um, obviously, I think we, we saw it this week, obviously, going to Chalgren on Tuesday. I think they're trying to be pretty cautious with, with Campbell. Um, with him starting Thursday, maybe they give him the extra day and get him to the Sunday matchup. So um, I think if I, he's I
2: think ready to go, he gets Saturday. Because, yeah. like I said, they're, they're worried about his confidence as much as anything else. But, yep. obviously, there's a good chance he's still banged up and they're not feeling confident about letting him go. Two times in uh, in three nights.
3: Yeah, and uh, obviously this is all just speculation at this point. A lot of guessing. Um, obviously, some educated guessing here. But uh, yeah, I, there's a lot of options there. The schedule
2: doesn't um, let up in the playoffs, though. You know what I mean? So they have to see if Campbell's even going to be ready to take anything close to a full workload. So
3: no doubt. Uh, okay. That is this weekend, streamers. Uh, let's look forward now to next yeah.
0: week. We didn't have a fork schedule next week's schedule, so that's good. They brought in an actual NHL scheduler who decided to put games on Monday and Wednesday, so thank
2: you. Still, yeah, still you a little don't bit think, weird because think
0: one than 14 games is normal. Yeah,
3: yeah well, I think there's like so 10 cool. or 12
2: on Sunday, which is the strange thing. So there's six on Monday four on wednesday four on friday and then there's actually more games on sunday than there is saturday saturday is still a decently busy slate but it's pretty small i love it that
0: means that every fantasy league is just gonna be pick up city and there's gonna be options so
3: dude like sunday is the worst day daily face-off it's just like i don't want to be doing anything and then i'm like please just be one game like i love the nfl season because they're like we're not competing there's one game on sunday and then as soon as the nfl is done it's like 14 games on sunday (laughs) fuck you brock Yeah. yeah Fun times, but uh, all right. Let's roll through here. No masters to watch. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Uh, Arizona is the first of the of the team. Four, there's um, four of them. Yep. They have three. They have four games total. Three games on uh, they have the, the perfect schedule. Uh, well, close to perfect, but um, they, they've, oh, got, yeah, they they've got they've got, got Monday, the Wednesday, Friday. Um, the matchups aren't great. Also, it is the Arizona Coyotes. Yeesh. So, um, really, not a whole lot to, to talk about here. Like, obviously, You heard of Nick um, Schmaltz? Like, obviously, there's n- there's. Still 27. No, I I know. There is obviously some players here to talk about. I'm just saying, like, in the grand scheme of things, with a couple of other teams with pretty um, nice schedules as well, like no, you've
0: got the Avalanche. It's literally um, only Nick Schmaltz for Arizona.
2: Teams. Yeah, but small, honestly, though, brought, Like when you look at it, just in terms of who's available on the other teams, like Schmaltz, I, I think, is one of the better he's options actually like for deep, the week yeah, as a probably whole. probably the best. Yeah. Um, just because he's pretty much the only one under 30% owned that's getting first-line and power play time so and performing like it yeah. yeah and then you got kessel on the second i think kessel's on the <laughs> second line now right brock i saw something about phil but,
3: kessel the other day hasn't scored in like 22 games yeah yeah it's not great and but, you're but getting, he's still picking like, up assists here all. and
2: there um I, I it's not my top recommendation <laughs> but we're we're you know this is playoff time any game is a good game um and obviously we'll go through a bunch of options that i would prefer but if you're in deeper leagues or if people are quick to the wire like i said Uh, or you're looking to stream three or four guys deep. Like I think Kessel comes into consideration at that point. He's still given, um, you know, he can still be counted on for at least one point next week, which is more than one point than you'd have otherwise. Yeah, And
3: just to go back to Nick Smoltz, obviously he went through that torrid stretch. He was red hot. Um, and he's still been pretty solid lately. The, the are the Coyotes seemingly only score like one or two goals a night, but whenever they do, Nick Schmaltz does seem to factor in on them. So even after he cooled off a little bit, even after the the Coyotes cooled off, even after they lost Clayton Keller, Nick Schmaltz has still picked up ten points, five goals, five assists in his last eleven games, playing nearly twenty minutes per
0: evening. Man, his last thirty four, he has forty two points. Yeah, so for I've him to be for him went. to be twenty seven percent, on though is just crazy. Like there's guys who are. Fifty percent own that. In their last thirty-four, they've gotten nineteen points. So it's like, you know, no it's it's wild. It's it's the Arizona disrespect. But you know what? If your league's giving them that, I I think he's arguably one of the best. Yeah, up there. Yeah,
3: we're uh, we're obviously not going to shout out every single team that plays on a, on. You know, quiet nights, but you do have the Bo- the Boston Bruins. Uh, sorry, not the Boston Bruins. Excuse me. Um, the Chicago Blackhawks. Yep. They have Monday, Wednesday to start the week. Uh, after that, it, it goes into a a Thursday, Saturday schedule. But um, you know, pretty decent matchups there. Calgary a tough matchup, but then in Arizona on Wednesday, so the the Blackhawks are a team that you could probably look at. But the Avalanche, the perfect streaming schedule next week: Monday, yep. Wednesday, Friday. Maybe Sunday is not quite the perfect schedule somehow this week. Just
2: Monday, Wednesday, Friday is really what you're looking for, and yep. then you can make some additional changes over the weekend yeah, if you league for it yeah. because yeah. yeah. honestly you're probably not going to need a game on Saturday or Sunday yeah. and if anything more likely to need one on Saturday this week Yeah. the,
3: the Nish, avalanche
2: I say. but the avalanche are Monday Wednesday Friday
3: so. yes Monday Wednesday Friday they've got Andre Burakovsky at 66% on obviously Too pretty much. high owned but uh, still available in nearly 40% of leagues and he's playing on the top line with uh, McKinnon and Ranton. so um, if you're in one of those shallower leagues, if you're in a league where somebody got desperate over the weekend, maybe and, and drop whatever, you know, he, he could be floating around out there. We've talked about Valeri Nichushkin four hundred times on this podcast this year. He's still only thirty six percent owned, um, which is which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, but Byram's come back yeah. and he's been really uh, really solid. Picked up what two assists yesterday? Three he assists, did, yeah. Two he's assists, got, at least? He's got three assists in his
0: first four games. Um, obviously, though, yesterday's game was a little bit blown out. He was on every other shift,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, uh, the but, team scores
2: yeah. nine goals.
0: He's one of those guys who, if you, you know, if you are alive or just a stash and keep for next year, but um, yeah, yeah.
2: I like Lekanen and Confer
3: Yeah, Lekanen and Confer are the two that stick out as being widely available. Um, and they're playing a decent amount. Obviously, Kadri's still out. Doesn't look like he's going to be back for next week, so Confort and Lekanen will be paired up on that second line. Uh, still... It, it, you know, obviously, um, you're going to see probably 16, 17 minutes a night yeah. from them. Uh, Lekin has been a little bit disappointing thus far. Haven't seen quite the level of production you might imagine. I think a little bit of that has to do with the fact that Kadri's not there. Mm-hmm. We would have really liked to see what those two could do together. Obviously, I think the Avs are probably a bit bummed. They haven't been able to develop this chemistry going into the playoffs. Probably not really going to get a chance to. But um, for a perfect schedule to have, you know, the, the Avs' second line uh, players sitting there and, you know, against the Capitals, against the Crackers, in it against the Oilers, yeah, that's pretty nice. Um, Both seen some nice power campos.
2: play time as well. Yeah,
3: yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: Beebs, anybody else you'd really uh, just Alex Newhook? I mean, if if we're mentioning Lekkinen and, and them, I mean, he Newhook just has the production. He just, he just somehow finds his way on the stat sheet always. Um, so you know, if you are looking for some cheeky points. Um, New Hook is right when there. they blow out and that when they blow that. out the Kraken. New Hook last night, every other shift was out there. It was crazy. It was like, give the give the dude a break. Um, but no, other than that, I mean, like, like we said, you know, there's enough games on these days that you might not have to reach this deep. So, um, so yeah, so other than that, uh, other than those seven suggestions, yeah, uh, so I, true. I think I think we're good on Colorado. The um, Just to reiterate, uh, right now, Arturi
3: and top power play unit with Val Nichushkin, Mikko Rantanen, Nathan McKinnon, and Kale McCarr. Second power play unit, you've got New Newhook, Burakovsky with Taves, and Sammy G. Um, the next team on the list is the Seattle Kraken, playing Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Also have a game on Saturday, which is apparently the lighter of the two days. Um, Ottawa, great matchup on Monday. Then they've got the Avalanche and the Wild. Not quite as good there uh, the second time around, but there's like n- no one in Seattle. Matty Berniers, maybe he was yeah. on the top line um, in his NHL debut. He's not. It. Maybe is it, Wen- it Berniers or Berniers? Maybe when Berniers, but Be- Ben Beniers. Beniers. Okay,
2: yeah. he's yeah. probably in the player pool. Then I couldn't find him earlier, but I was type uh, his name wrong.
3: Maybe their whole team. Like maybe, obviously you've got Jordan Eberle.
2: I uh, honestly I would go McCann, days. Everly. I think they're all valid plays. Like they're but all like, gonna be playing a lot of minutes. In and the last getting thirty days, I don't know to I understand games. that, but we're talking about like yeah. a single game, like who's playing on the first line, who's playing power play, are they available on the wire? That's what I'm interested in. Yeah. yeah but not, played if 70, they were killing it the last thirty days, they wouldn't be available at seventeen percent of But
0: they're just like you're not getting anything out of Seattle. I don't even want to touch it. It's just like I mean
3: Monday, I'm not
2: ignoring the they're playing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like and like i said it's yeah i think you got to look at them because there's guys that are just playing a ton of minutes there and uh they're not a very good team they're not going to score a lot of goals but they have ottawa on monday um colorado on wednesday is brutal um, but who knows? So Maybe they get a goal a or two. But yeah, it's it's not the toughy. best, but uh, it's still especially to start the week. Like I said, I, I don't think you can scoff at it just based on purely the amount. I'm of not saying, that I'm not saying. I'm just
0: getting. saying like I'd go Alex Wendenberg over those guys because he's actually done something in the last bit. Is kind of where yeah, I, I'm just, I think
3: like, Matty Berniers is pretty interesting. Just the fact that he is on that top line, Eberle, he's obviously was
0: yeah. was pretty uh, pretty good.
3: At the collegiate level, um, and then yeah, if he gets any run here with Jordan Everly down the stretch, I think he becomes pretty interesting. Uh, hopefully, he helps boost Jordan Everly a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, like the, the problem with the the Kraken is they don't score a ton. They also kind of separate their minutes so pretty evenly among the three lines, and and it kind of hampers your ability. But. Beneers, if you're in a keeper league and you're still alive, maybe he's a keeper league target as well. As I mentioned, 17 minutes in his NHL debut, somebody I think worth taking a look at just strictly for the schedule. And and yeah, like if, if obviously, um, you know, maybe even if, if, you know, if you just get the one game against uh, Ottawa on Monday and then you, you flip it for... For lecking in on on Wednesday, or you know what I mean, right? Uh, yeah. Kind of play the field. You got you know most leagues have seven pickups or something every week. Just yeah. Just get all these guys in your lineup as much as possible. It's really you know with, what's the worst that's going to happen other than a couple. Yeah. Of no, I
2: agree, Beavs. Wenberg, Wemberg, yeah. I, I think is the top play on the team. I'm just saying, I'm just, like I'm just scared to see. It sounded like you were writing off the team as a whole. No. I, I and like I said, a, it's not great. Like they're definitely the worst of the teams to target. I was
0: gonna say, I, with just. Like six games on Monday I just there's five other teams that'd rather attack it's just like I, I do get the matchup but Seattle just they're so bad
2: yeah it just it's comes like, down to your league rules like so if you're bad. if you're limited on the transactions like I'd, I'd honestly rather get 60 minutes out of one guy regardless of how bad it's he fair. is than 15 minutes out of another guy
3: that's like the loudest we've gotten in a long time we just,
0: <laughs> Beeb just hates the Seattle crap <laughs> Hates
3: the, the expansion. I've just never
0: teams. seen such terrible fantasy production from a team like there's so many guys that I want to yeah. like I want to own them and we
2: like, all I'm not expecting anything, do from anything from any from any of them but they just play so much and like you know like, over the season they've all been yeah. consistently half a point so well, I think if you, if you play can, like if suggest- you're playing for three games you're probably gonna get something out of them is all I'm saying For but like yeah, definitely for not sure. the top option but
0: if like we have like Schmaltz up there like someone like that is like you know closer yeah to he's 27%
2: like, though right like I yeah, agree I think schmaltz like- to me aside from Nichushkin is the top option this weekend or next week. He'd be my second pick if Valerie wasn't there.
3: The final team with the Monday, Wednesday, Ooh, Friday, fun, fun Sunday schedule. You've got the Washington Capitals in Colorado, in Vegas, in Arizona, and then back at home to host the Toronto Maple Leafs.
2: We all, actually, Connor Sheary, been killing it, man. Yeah, yeah
3: yep, which Connor, Connor Sheary at two percent. I just love
2: how we can finally recommend the winger that's playing that with. One. We can finally recommend the winger that's playing with Kuznetsov and Ovechkin. Like, it's like it's crazy it took this long to be like, yeah, you can actually stream him now.
3: Well, it was just funny because he was, like, in a similar spot pretty much the whole season. We didn't mention him. And I kept saying, like, he's going to lose his spot once they get healthy and they get Mantha and they get Oshie back. And now they have both those guys back and he's still up yeah. there. And, and now he's, at, and now he's, he's well. producing, yeah. uh, which is hilarious. And by but, now we
2: mean, like, the last three games. He's he's on a three-game point streak. Yeah. So um, now's the time. But, yeah, 2% own left wing, right wing. He's actually playing a decent amount, too. Um, not just really limited to those 5 e 5 minutes at the moment. So See, I, I think like he's a overall in Seattle. I got to say it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Anthony we just Mantha- had not got to Shiri yet. <laughs> yeah.
0: Fair enough, fair
3: enough. <laughs> Anthony Mantha, 23% on left wing, right, or 25% on, excuse me, left wing, right wing eligible. Not playing a ton Same. recently, but he's been shooting the puck a ton. So um, at the very least, you, you know, he's a good shooter. He's been shooting the puck a ton, even in limited ice time. I think that there's obviously still something there with Anthony Mantha. How um, did they
0: trade Vrana to give him 10 minutes of ice time tonight? That's just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Boys? No, it um,
3: Marcus Johansson's been a guy that's bounced up and down the lineup, yeah. but overall,
0: um, Connor Sheary's
3: probably the the one guy that that sticks out. So long as he's still playing on that top line, if they end up making a switch after getting blown up by the Maple Leafs tonight, maybe it's Johansson that moves up there. Maybe it's Mantha that moves up there. Um, You also have T.J. Oshie, um, who's still kind of floating out there around 58% owned, so uh, a lot lower than you're kind of normally used to seeing uh, from T.J. Oshie, even Backstrom at just 62% owned. Both have been pretty quiet, but... And those those own percentages are significantly lower than you're used to seeing out of yeah. either one of those guys. So, um, and then yeah, that's pretty much it. Obviously, we'll be back again next uh, next week, and we'll we'll kind of go through the weekend a little bit more thoroughly as well. You're gonna have uh, take a look at um, basically just Friday because Saturday, Sunday are, are chock full, but lots of back to backs so to talk about, lots of back to backs to break down.
2: Top um, three, Brock. Who you got out of those four teams
3: in terms of streaming? Yeah. Well, obviously, Colorado tops the list without a doubt. Um,
2: Individual players, though, that everyone we just talked about. You're going to your wire to pick someone up this weekend. Who are you for, who are you looking for first?
3: Uh, probably or next weekend. Pro- like Najushkin would be number yes. one, obviously. Um, I, I think that goes kind of without saying. Um, if he's available, you know, Burakovsky, like, like those guys are obviously the top options. I th- I, I do still think that Nick Schmaltz is fine. He plays a ton. Yeah. Um, I think Nick Schmaltz is pretty good. Uh, this, like I said, 2 has got to be right. right the up Seattle there, guys are, are are a little bit more questionable, but I like that matchup on on Monday. Um, but yeah, it's it's mostly called the Colorado guys, like yeah. obvi- for obvious reasons, like you know Connor
0: Sheary as well as.
3: He's so Connor you'd go
2: like in before Sheary.
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think I would. Interesting. Yeah. Thing is, too, on the Monday there, you also He's on the top power play. Unit. You also get games from Vegas and New Jersey too, which which adds some other um, options that, mm-hmm. to it as well. Which there are some other nice ads. Um, yeah, Fabian Zetterlund on the top line in New Jersey uh, with Nico Heisher. Yeah, every time that guy scores, I'm like, wait, Zetterberg's back? No, no dude, no, this him. This guy had. Let me just see if I can pull it up, dude. Quick. He sure in his last twenty five games has thirty three points. That's that's like elite production. That's uh, check out Fabian Dutterlin's wow. AHL numbers this year. Twenty four
3: goals, twenty eight assists, fifty two points in fifty eight AHL games this year. Just wow. ripping it up. Plays uh, good name. Plays the uh, the shooting option on the uh, on one of their power play units. It was the second unit. I think he moved up to the top unit recently. Um, got an absolute howitzer on him. So yeah, if you want to pick him up on Monday in Vegas, Fabian
0: Zutterland. Yeah. What a name that is. He but, or Sarah, I'd be a bitch. I'd be nichushkin
2: Strum or Strum Schmaltz Shiri. I think for me.
0: Yeah, I got. It. I could definitely, definitely get heavy behind that one.
2: Yeah, and I think I'd probably go Leckin in four. Just that being on that top power play right now if he holds it's that pretty spot, good power play unit. decent spot to be in for sure although jt confer has really shown the led the way in terms of getting absolutely nothing out of that yeah, <laughs> out of that out of spot. getting a ton of ice and <laughs> yeah no points yeah cadre shown it was possible though to actually get points as the fifth man on that power play unit
3: just just a few
2: points. just a few
3: but uh, all right that's gonna do it for season seven episode 32 of the daily face off podcast i am very very pleased that we picked up internet halfway through and i could contribute today's episode um Thank you guys as always for tuning in again. Hopefully the numbers don't drop off too much, and we've got a lot of you going to the finals next week. We'll also have a little bit of fun. Um, you know, we're going to talk about some of our favorite players heading into the following season. Um, while it's still fresh in our mind, kind of breakout candidates for next year, guys that you could really look to to keep. Maybe you make a trade in the offseason. guys that you know. While it's fresh in our mind, guys that had pretty decent years this year, but could really break onto the scene and become full full fledged fans fantasy superstars next season because obviously we don't really have a whole lot to talk about at this point in the season and just maybe that'll bring back some people who aren't in the fantasy finals just to say hey, who the fuck am I going to keep yeah oh. no. Robert Thomas is going to get 200 points next week next year I'm keeping him might be next <laughs> he week he might too. do it next week yeah, yeah. you never know but uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in I'm Brock Seegan to my left we got Michael B. to my right Dylan Dean we'll see you guys back here
0: next week I'm going to have to talk to the guy I paid to cut off your internet because he messed up I want to no know Brock